Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. I only have one question. Do you think I deserve your full attention? That's what I like to hear. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to 90.3 WRST-FM Oshkosh. This is Script to Screen. I'm your host, Max, and joining me here in the booth is Gideon. What's up? And today we're going to be reviewing a new movie, Birds of Prey, The Fantabulous Emancipation of Harley Quinn. You know what a Harlequin is? A Harlequin's role is to serve. It's nothing without a master. No one gives two sh- who we are beyond that. The Joker and I broke up. I wanted a fresh start. But it turns out I wasn't the only Damon Gotham looking for emancipation. I overall enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was as good as Suicide Squad, which this is essentially a sequel to. Um... But but overall, still an entertaining movie. Probably the best thing in theaters right now. Um, I disagree with that. All right, I do. <laughs> what do you, What do you think is the best movie in theaters right now? Um, I don't know. I mean, like in wide release, Invisible Man just opened, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed Invisible Man a lot. I've, um, I've heard. Rotten Tomatoes likes it. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes is like 90% right now. Um, if you want to hear a full review on Invisible Man, check out the podcast where I will be going probably in-depth on it. Um, d- d- just a quick question about that, because I remember we were talking about that the other day, and I couldn't think of the name of the other Invisible Man movie. It's called Hollow Man. It's got Kevin Bacon. I don't even know what you're talking about. No? It's from the 90s. It's got the guy, uh, you know when they did Men in Black, and then there's like Young Jay when he goes back in time in the third one? Yeah. The guy who plays Young Jay, he is in Hollow Man along with Kevin Bacon, but Kevin Bacon's the guy who becomes invisible. Josh Brolin? Yeah. It's a oh. it, Yeah, it's like probably one of his earliest ones. But yeah. Uh anyways, just just I was wondering if you had seen seen Hollow Man just to um just to see how it compared. Nope. <laughs> mm. Well, anyways, Birds of Prey. Now it's called uh Harley Quinn. And birds Holly, of prey. Yeah, Holly, it's so I, weird. I, I, I like mean, the older name better. That's why I got a poster with the older name. Yeah, I mean, it kind of fits the personality that the movie's going for a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but they, I, I don't know how much I agree with the personality and how much I think it really works. But I think it, it's trying. It's trying to go for a personality. Yeah. It's trying to do something, and I think I don't know if, but it it's trying to be quirky, and it, the title is quirky, so I'll give it that. Yep. And a uh, really cool poster, by the way, kind of like replicating some old, old art and uh, just cool. There's, there's, I, I, I always was really into the aesthetics of Suicide Squad and, and uh, Birds of Prey. This, this is just great. But um, it wasn't the best. Like I said, I think Suicide Squad was better. If you're going to watch something oh, with, dis- the, with the Margot Robbie, also. if you're going to watch it with the Margot Robbie, Harley Quinn, and this whole, uh, Man of Steel DC Universe, I think I think the other one was better. But this is still all right. My big issue with it is it focuses way too much on Harley Quinn and not enough on any other character. I think, yeah, I guess she's kind of the main character. But if you're going to call it Birds of Prey, I want to see the Birds of Prey a little bit more, you know? Well, yeah, I think but, that's probably my biggest issue with the film is that it's very unfocused mm-hmm. um they do make harley quinn the protagonist but then i think they try to have it both ways where they make the birds of prey they try to have the birds of prey as a as a plural protagonist mm-hmm. so like the avengers you've got the avengers as, a, as all six of them together are yep. our, our single protagonist um and they try to make the birds of prey a, a plural protagonist mm-hmm. but they also try to make Harley Quinn her own single protagonist throughout the movie, and yeah. those two things just don't but really work together. Not in the with way that other. they did it. Um, um, Huntress was really cool, though. I I really thought they did a good job on that. Black Canary, really good. Like that's why I felt like their writing of these like what, individual what about, characters. What about her, what about Black Canary is interesting to you? I thought that uh, 
her power is always a really neat thing. Okay, that's and she the, toes that's the, the line. one thing because well, she she's always towed towed the line. Her and Huntress have towed the line between kind of like an anti-hero and like a mainstream Justice League hero. Both um, end up in the Justice League eventually. Um, Black Canary, if I'm not mistaken, is is uh, Green Arrow's girlfriend essentially, and Huntress is the Question's girlfriend. Or I should say the question is her boyfriend because she's like definitely a bigger pr- player in the relationship than the question is. But um, yeah, I thought both were, were really cool and the way that they showed them on screen was was what I would want. I was a little bummed that Black Canary didn't kind of show off her powers and her screams a little bit more. Uh, on like they had like that's one. The, that's the problem that I. Ha- that's one of my biggest problems yeah. with this movie. Like she has powers early but on only- in the movie. They she- they show her singing and she breaks a glass, which is really cool and totally and, on par with what. But you then do. the problem with that is that she doesn't use that for the rest of the movie. And a lot of this movie it seems like it's trying to ground itself in reality, although it has these like quirky touches. Yeah, and these and these sort of a lot of it's and Harley Quinn is the is the movie's unreliable narrator through most of it also, mm-hmm. but then. Black Canary comes back at the end and it has one of the worst ex machinas ever. Like she literally uses the powers in a way bigger way than she did earlier in the movie but, and but, gets them out of a situation that they had. But it's not an ex machina like she doesn't have that ability. She's always had that ability. But it's, they don't show the ability at its full capability, at its full capacity. Earlier on? Earlier like you, on. It doesn't, well, it's, not, it's not, it's not, it's not good enough foreshadowing I, for that I, moment. I agree, but you, but it's not an ex machina. I, I will I will argue with you there. She's always had those powers. I was just waiting for her to use that. I knew what she could right, do. But as as someone who doesn't know that, who's just going into the film and watching it from start to finish. Yeah. It, I was I was like, wait, I didn't know I like I didn't know she had the ability to do that at all. Because, like, you see... You, you see, didn't know that? You no. didn't know that that was what Black Canary could do? No. She, no that's one like knows her whole, that. Yes, a lot of people okay, know people that. Okay, people who know the comics, but people who don't know the comics who are just going into this film just to watch it as a movie All you have, have to, no idea. There's do, no there's no way they could possibly know that unless they Googled it before going into the movie. Well, which I... Which I think I w- is I unlikely mean, for the mass majority of people going to see this movie. I feel like the draw is the fact that the Birds of Prey are being shown. This is the first time any of those characters had been in a live-action movie like this. And... I mean, people people know uh, Black Canary from Arrow. They know her from uh, Young Justice, the Justice League TV shows. They know it from like all that stuff. I, I have so, no idea. I don't. I don't know any of these things. Mm. Well, I feel like the majority of people who are going to see this know who the Birds of Prey are. Well, then that might be the they know. May, that might be the why the film's not performing as well as they yeah, thought it would because, because no one. It's the DC. It's the it's the DC fan base, the people who go and have DC universe like I do. You know, it's it's people like that that are going to go see this. And uh, I I was I enjoyed it. It was a good movie. I don't think it was amazing. I just think the issue was that they didn't focus on the other characters as much. And I felt like in this movie, the ones that were written the best were the ones that didn't get as much screen time. And that was the bummer. I mean, like, yeah, you know, Harley Quinn's doing Harley Quinn stuff, and all right, you know, I feel like her, she was written better in, in Suicide Squad also, but I felt Black Canary and Huntress were much more compelling characters, and then there was the the cop, who I can't even think of her name, um, with the GC... Rosie Perez yeah. is, or maybe that's the actress's name. The GCPD, I can't think of... Um, Rosie Perez is the actress's name, the, the character's name is Renee Montoya. yeah. So I, I think that you bring up another problem that I have with the, with the movie, which is that it ties itself to Suicide Squad in so many ways, mm-hmm. and Suicide Squad was such a huge misfire for me in so many different ways. It's got a bazillion different characters, none of whose motivations make any sense. Uh, it's a tonal mess from start to finish. It's got a nonsensical plot that is all over the place. Ends with a. I, I want to pause here and just say you're speaking for guiding. yourself because that is not how I. I mean, that is not an opinion I share with Suicide Squad. Right, but and then I think Joker is in Suicide Squad for absolutely no reason. He he bears no impact on the on the broader on the broader arc of that story but he's just thrown in there because they have to get joker to sell tickets and i think that might be a reason why suicide squad did sell tickets is because of joker um 
And then they bring Joker into this movie, but they don't have Jared Leto. Well, he's they don't show him. He's a shadow of of Suicide Squad that has this huge impact on this movie, and it's it just feels weird. Like it's it's the movie's t- and then you this movie also Birds of Prey uses those weird character title graphic things that Suicide Squad does, mm-hmm. which I just find lazy. Like the, I think the movie feels like they're quirky and interesting. Like the everything with the animation, like. There are there are different there are ways in which that might be uh, quirky and interesting and kind of giving the giving the movie character and texture, but the way they're used just comes off as lazy. Like you look at Deadpool, Deadpool did that at the end of the movie during the credits, and I think that's a that's a better way that fits the character. It's it it fits the texture and and character of uh, the character of the movie as a whole. But it's not; they're not relying on it for exposition or anything. It's it's used at the end as a way to give texture to the to the what and, and context what has come before. Whereas here, they're relying on it as a way to give to give exposition without you noticing that it's lazy exposition. Okay, and I and it just really bothers me. All right. Well, let's get into the plot a little bit because one character we haven't even spoken of is is Black Mask, played by Ewan McGregor. But uh, so the main idea is there's this diamond that is encoded. With yeah, the, uh, with the, thing with I hate the about bank this movie. account security numbers for a mob family in so Gotham City. Stupid. I don't. I don't. I do not understand this diamond. It is one of the worst MacGuffins I've. Hold on. Seen let me in just a, in let me just bit. explain it. Okay, so so it's encoded with <clears throat> the security codes for all these like Swedish bank accounts and Cayman Island bank accounts for this mob family. So it's worth millions and millions of dollars. And Black Mask. Uh, essentially uh, is getting possession of it, and then it's taken by this pickpocket girl who is my least favorite character in this whole thing. Um, And she takes it, and she gets arrested. Moments after that, she eats the diamond, and then everybody's searching for her, waiting for it to either pass or, uh, as Black Mask would prefer it, just to, like, cut cut it out of her. Um, But... uh, yeah, so so it's everybody trying to kind of just protect this one girl. Harley Quinn kind of has her own motivations, and everybody kind of has their own motivations to try to get this this diamond. Um, the cop wants to do it to kind of make her or to establish her career again because she she's a really smart cop apparently, and she had gotten uh, kind of the rug pulled out from under her, and somebody else took credit for all these great things she's done, and she's like feeling very unfulfilled. So she's about to like make her career again. With this and Huntress wants the diamond because, uh, well, I don't want to spoil it. I can't fully explain that without going into some major stuff. Um, Harley Quinn, I guess. Well, I, I'm trying to remember exactly why she wanted it. Just because Black Mask, like she was just getting it for Black Mask. Essentially, she was just trying to do it for him. Um, and what else? Also is going after that. And then Black Canary wants it. I'm trying to think why. She's also trying to get it for him, for Black Mask. Yeah, she was just part of the original team. So, yeah, it's just everybody's trying to get that diamond and for their own reasons or for somebody else. And um, Black Mask himself, played by Ewan McGregor, is, is pretty cool. I enjoyed him on screen. He was probably the most fun character to watch just because he's got this, like, flamboyant personality in this and... He's just like this bad guy who's just to- totally flush with cash and just eccentric and very emotional and and just totally uh, <laughs> has fun with being a villain, but also is very cruel and just um, yeah. I don't. Uh, his character is just great to watch on screen. Anytime Black Mask is there, it kind of stole the show for me. And that those were, I, I can't you kind of live for those moments in this movie. Yeah, I mean he's. Ewan McGregor, I think, is doing what he can with the material. Mm-hmm. I think the material is garbage, though. <laughs> like, so, the, Black Mask's character is, like, discount Joker, right? He's just gangster Joker. Like, either he's like a slash between... Joker without the laughs? Yeah, I mean, he's like halfway between Jared Leto and Jack Nicholson, kind of. Ah, uh, um, Except without I wouldn't. anything interesting to do. Like, he just is kind of... He's not... He's just he's just a bad guy who wants to do bad things for for money. It's just, just not interesting to, money, to me, he's right? A like man. it's like I think one thing this this movie does is that it it takes its characters and uses them in such serious ways. Like this movie feels like it, it, at oftentimes it's trying to weave a very self serious 
crime drama. And during mm-hmm. that, that's the tonal confusion I'm talking about because it, that doesn't that doesn't compute with with the with the lighthearted kind of uh, self 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 uh, aware. Yeah, like fourth it, wall it, breaking. Yeah, yeah, irreverent, irreverent. It's you can't be irreverent and so serious about the crime drama at the same time. Those things are little are contradictory by definition. It just doesn't work. Yeah. And so when and this this Ewan McGregor stuff, I'm just so confused as to how I'm supposed to feel about it. It doesn't make it doesn't do anything for the plot larger plot as a whole, and I'm just left confused throughout all of it. And it's. Just didn't and don't get why anything in this movie happens. It has a little bit more self awareness than Suicide Squad does, in that it, it sort of. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It, it's trying to go for something, and I and you can see it's the, trying to toe the line directorial between, influence. It just doesn't work. I don't think. I feel like it's trying to toe the line between Deadpool and Suicide Squad. Yeah, somewhere I right prob- in between. I there. probably agree with that, and I don't think it works. I don't think it worked as well as Suicide Squad because Suicide Squad, yeah, you're right, took itself a little bit more seriously. Yeah, it had, and I, and it's it just, had funnier character, funny characters, and doing whatever. You know, they're all criminals and they're you know uh, edgy. Everybody likes to call them edgy, but I mean they are. They they act like it, but whatever. I didn't mind it. It's but just they, but so, they, Suicide Squad is the definition of self serious and having yeah. no dramatic weight whatsoever. But um, I did I. So there are some issues with with stories execution. There's some issues with characters. Like the, okay, so the McGuff, ha- can I talk about the MacGuffin stuff for a second? For a second? I, yeah. MacGuffin stuff. I think MacGuffin is often misunderstood what it means mm-hmm. because a MacGuffin is is a is a is a thing in the story that the characters want that if changed would not impact the story any differently. So like one um, thing that is often misunderstood to be a MacGuffin is like the One Ring from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. You can't change the One Ring because One Ring ha- is basically a character in and of itself. It has its own personality. It impacts characters. It has. It literally does things to other characters. And because Golem. it can, because it can impact other characters, it can't be changed to be like you can't. You can't put it, change it into a rock, and then all of a sudden have it be something that people want to destroy. Like it's a, it's yeah. not the same thing. One thing that it. One thing that is like a good example of a MacGuffin is like the, um the military secrets in the 39 steps it, which is an alfred hitchcock film alfred hitchcock is the one who t- kind of termed used the first used the term MacGuffin, and it's like it's just something that they the characters need to get and but it doesn't really impact anything else here the diamond is like the worst type of MacGuffin, which is where it's something that they act like it's something like the one ring but it in fact truly is something more like uh uh the military secrets in the 39 steps but they're not aware that it is a MacGuffin. They try to treat it like it is the One Ring mm. when it's not. And so when it's not aware of that, it's it just really it bothers you that it, they don't they're not aware that it's a crappy MacGuffin and doesn't work for the story. All right, I yeah I'll say some of the story aspects definitely didn't flow very well. They didn't utilize characters as well as I would have liked to see. Like Black Canary was a total misfire in this just because they didn't use her powers until the very end and she's awesome and she's a cool yeah. character. Her and Huntress. Huntress is awesome. Huntress too. is the Huntress probably got the, some good... Huntress is probably my favorite part of the movie. She's the only one who I like. Okay, so I keep hearing people say that this movie's really funny and I probably didn't even You and McGregor parts are funny to me. I, I love those okay. parts. I didn't laugh at all in this movie. I chuckled a little. Um, and you know me, I laugh out loud in the movies like a lot, even at stuff that's not really that well, funny. When we were watching Lighthouse, you were laughing. I'm like, why are you laughing? Like, I didn't find any. There wasn't really comedy in the Lighthouse, Lighthouse for me. I was taking ov- that movie very seriously. Lighthouse isn't overall struggling. very funny, but it does have it does have sort of not lighthearted moments, but it's it's it has it's aware moments of to its break the tension. And it, and it yes, here I, it's just feels like it's trying to be funny. I feel like this movie needs to be funny to work. And if it's good, and if you think it's funny, I think it's going to work for you. Yeah. But if you're not finding it funny, it's going to be a slog like I found it. The one part that I did find funny was Huntress because she's taking herself so seriously mm-hmm. and everyone else is looking at her and like, dude, you're a joke. Stop it. Yeah. What, I what, found what that were funny. They, well, everybody keeps calling her the wrong name. Too. Yeah. It's was like it the, the crossbow killer. Oh, crossbow killer. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that, that's yeah. pretty funny. But. Yeah, you're the crossbow killer. She's like, no, I'm not. Like, that's I mean, funny. That's funny. That's the Huntress, only part man. of this movie I found funny at all. Yeah. Well, that and I think the one, like, somebody took took away her one chance to, like, do her big name announcement. Yeah, yeah. That's, they kind of just took the tension away from her. That's funny. I thought Ewan McGregor, when he's doing Black Mask things, he's pretty funny. Like, when he's showing off his 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 crib 
and it's got like all these cool masks around it. And he's like, you know, this one's from uh, Ethiopia. Like, you ever been? No, it's a terrible country. Like, he just he just goes into like into it all of a sudden. Like, he's acting like he likes all these places, but he really doesn't because he's he's kind of spoiled and he likes very nice fancy things. And you, I could totally understand him being like that. And he's kind of a clean freak. And there's a scene early on with him that I won't really get into too much, but just very funny, I thought. Um, but one thing I will say this movie does really get right is the action. There is a very cool, yeah. very, very cool and well choreographed fight when they are in an evidence room in the in in the the police station in Gotham. Yeah. And it is so cool because Harley is like fighting these biker dudes that are you know, going after the girl with the diamond and she, she's got a bat and she is just in her element and there's water going around and it is, it is the coolest fight scene. And I would definitely want to like bit by bit break down that scene. So you can like watch every movement movement that happens because they aren't afraid to show it. They show that there's a lot of practice going on with this and it was very cool and enjoyable to watch. And they got this great cover of black Betty playing in the background and one thing that's always impressed me is pretty much anytime anybody ever does a cover of Black Betty, it is just as good as the original. I mean, had the 2009 or 10 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie had a cover of it, and that one worked too, and it and actually kind of a similar fight scene. But this one as well, and I was like, heck yes, let's go. And I was ready for it, and it was awesome. And I was coming out of that scene like just cheering in my in my mind for, for how cool that was. So I, I think... At the very least, I got some like pure carnal enjoyment from a, an awesome fight scene yeah, in I, this movie. I agree. The fight choreography is, is very well done, and it's nice to see um, a director who has control over action scenes, especially in the editing room. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like there could be more work done to make these fight scenes believable because literally in that scene, Harley Qu- or I don't know if it's that scene, Harley Quinn walks into a police station without a gun, where it's a full police station full of a bunch of police, all of whom have guns, and she beats all of them. No, she had the she had a smoke grenade launcher. That's not a gun. Uh, okay, well. That shoots bullets that can kill people. It's, it's shooting canisters of glitter and smoke and all sorts of funny stuff. So right, so I feel like they, they're, they're almost there, right? They, they're doing they're doing the work to try to make it as, as confusing as possible and, and make it so that she has this element of surprise and she's trying to make it so it's less visible for them mm-hmm. and she's kind of a force of chaos herself. So it does make sense, but at the same time, it's one person without a gun taking on 20 people all with guns. And it's like, it's just hard for me to... to yeah. To rectify that, especially if you like, it's it's the kind of thing where if you catch on to it, at as soon as it starts, it's gonna mess you up for the rest of the scene. Like you ever have that, like where mm-hmm. sometimes you you'll notice it after the fact, but you're like, I don't care because I just had a whole bunch of fun. But if you notice at the start, yeah, it trips you up and you're like, and it and it ruins the rest of it for you just because you sometimes. noticed it and then you notice it again and again and again and again throughout the entire sequence. Yeah. I know and you're talking. It's stuff like that. It's like nor- normally this is the kind of thing that I wouldn't even think twice about, and I would just have fun with it. But it just tricked. It just clicked in my head for some reason, and I just didn't. I was like, "This is stupid. I don't. This makes no sense." And it's unfortunate. Like it's just the way my experience went. I mean, I can't do anything about it. Yeah. Um, but I. I don't know. I think this movie has some really cool fight scenes and some kind of lackluster ones. There are there are some cool moments, like definitely visually fun. What happens to uh, Ace Chemical, that was pretty cool. Thought that the visuals with that whole scene were, were great, and I'm not going to get into too much of that either. Yeah, that's, again, tying it back to, I think that's the part where it ties back to Joker, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, it's just, that. see, it's like, I just, I don't. It was a little I, odd. I don't know why it, they it were leaving rel- him out. Because it relies on the emotional resonance of Suicide Squad, yeah, which has absolutely zero emotional re- resonance with me. So mm. it's like, I do not care. I do not care. I do not care. I do not care. Throughout any time they reference Joker, it's like, this has this means nothing to me. I thought it was odd that they did this without Joker. I don't know if it was their inability to get Jared Leto back for it, or if he, <sighs> yeah. it, either they chose just not to even give him a call, or yeah, he, but they called him and he just rejected, or they didn't. I don't know. Or, or they're they just have, trying to do something. To, yeah, I don't know. Or do they have to get rights for it? Like, I don't understand 
how what what was the the trip up? Maybe they just Maybe, didn't want to put just, him in for like a few right, minutes it might, again. It might just be that the director or writer didn't want to have a story that included Joker, but it doesn't make sense because they included Joker. But, but the issue with Suicide Squad, a lot of people didn't like that it had Joker in it so little. So if they're gonna do that again, people would not be happy well, about that. Also, like if he's only I don't in it for mind four if minutes, they include Joker and in Suicide Squad. Just make him the main villain and not so we're distracted. But like Joker and Suicide Squad is just a distraction from the main plot. He has no implications on it whatsoever. So it's just obnoxious whenever he comes in. It's not that he was in it too much or too little. It's the fact that he doesn't fit in structurally. Typically, the history of Suicide Squad is Amanda Waller's always the villain. She's right, usually so make a, her the villain. She's usually a big, big time villain in DC. Well, she is. She's one of the villains. Right, exactly. But, one but I'm of the just villains. saying, just make her the main villain. It's just because you can. It's not that you can't do multiple villains. It's just the fact that you have to be very, very good at writing to do that, and you have to ha- understand your story structurally. And with Suicide Squad, it just feels like everything is she's thrown in, Joker's thrown in, the big giant god magic stuff is thrown in and it's like yeah the sorceress and her brother and yeah so it's her and him and like so much different things and it weighs so much like i can't stop we gotta not talk about suicide squad because i'll just go you're, on you're, about it. yeah you're, yeah you look it. like you just so uh had like a red bull or something yeah, man you're you're terrible. ready to run a lap okay let's <laughs> let's get into scores because i all right yeah, let's do it stay focused on birds of prey um first impression i liked it but i didn't love it it wasn't in like unbelievably good but it wasn't bad in any way shape or form in my opinion like i would definitely rewatch it i lately i've seen worse movies than that like you know uh midway was way worse than this like i, I thought this was great and there's a there's a movie review i actually am waiting to see on my watched later on youtube about midway and I, i'm excited to watch that now that i think about it but uh i would give it a seven for first impression I, I, that, that's a, actually, I feel like this is probably the most seven, like spot on seven movie I could, I could give it, you know, like I've never had a, any feeling of it being a six or an eight. It's always been a seven since I walked out of that theater. Yeah. Um, this is like a three or a four for me. Mm. Um, four for me is typically like, I didn't like it. Um, and I'm a little bit below that, probably. So this is like a three. I mean, so so you're telling me I should return the DVD copy I've got you <laughs> of this movie? <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, like, I think I didn't like this as a movie overall. I don't think it's a good movie. I don't think it's put together structurally well. I think it's trying to rely on 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 its aesthetics uh, to, to support up a very impossibly weak story. Um, and then less than that, that would be like, that would be like a four. And then on top of that, I just had a really bad theater experience that kind of probably drops it down to a three. Mm. All right. Um, story. Hmm. Oof, six, six for me. I mean, we've pretty much only discussed the story, at least how, our, how we feel about it. And I think, the main it's not a terrible story it's just kind of a very cut and dry story that could have been executed a little better so i would say 6 yeah um all right here's 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 what i'm going to do i'm going to give this a 2 to start off if you can convince me what the point of this movie is i'll move it up all right uh the point of this movie is to one establish that harley quinn is a, a powerful independent character on her own did that in suicide squad which who doesn't somehow need, one thing a Suicide Squad did. Who doesn't need the Joker in any way, shape, or form to th- to live yeah. her life, and they did that thematically and literally in the story. True, um, but they do that in like the first two minutes through literally they, exactly saying just that. Uh-huh, they literally but, tell you that. But also then it also is establishing that there are that because of what's happening with the superheroes of the of the Man of Steel universe and all of this and the new DC, um, that the world is now becoming a little more accustomed to that. And that's why there are people like Huntress. Accustomed to? Accustomed to being able to, if you have powers, if you're a metahuman, just being able to put on a costume and just go out and, you know, kick some butt. Uh, Black Canary, you know, her mother apparently, they, they said, had that ability and she kind of was helping the police. And then now Black Canary kind of was... Had a had a reservations about trying to do that, but then towards the end, you can definitely feel that she she decided to kind of follow in her mother's footsteps. Huntress, you know, through the pain of her life, 
turned it into being able to be a great marksman and a great vigilante. And she's kind of along the lines, not so much as a contract killer like like Deadshot was, but she is along the same lines as, you know, being a skilled fighter, but usually with a heart. And in her case, she will eventually, maybe not in the live action universe, but in, in the comic world, she becomes a Justice League member along with Black Canary. Um, and they become pretty prominent female Justice League members as well. Um, and then I'm trying to think also like that. I mean, I don't know what what else to really say. Like, with with Black Mask, I I was a little. I don't know how I see. That's the problem. I, I, that's I don't the, know how my, I would have handled the story. This. Like, I think the I think the thing what you that you said about the about the characters being coming into their own as as their own personal people and 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 being people without powers who can who can put on a mask and become vigilantes, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how much that works because that's first of all an idea that Batman uh, tackles with much more complexity and and grace. Second of all. It doesn't have anything to do with the villain, really. Like well, that's, that's what I was that's gonna a, say. That's a completely I, detached thing. Like it, it I doesn't. Have one more thing th- those to say. two. I think. Th- I think that the a story has to have its villain very connected to its 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 and its protagonist's weakness and need. Yeah. And and it's and the and the hero and the hero's journey throughout the whole story. And this movie doesn't really have that. Black Mask doesn't impact them as people at all, really. That's why I wouldn't Other have than, done Black Mask for this. I I would have saved Black Mask for a Red Hood movie because usually that's the big bad guy that 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 red hood goes after it's either between black mask or the joker himself so i thought if if they were going to do black mask they should have done it for a red hood movie which i don't understand why dc hasn't done that outside of the animated world last time a red hood movie came out was in like 2009 and i think uh, i saw that under the red hood yeah yeah it's an animated one it's got john dimaggio playing uh joker it's pretty darn good especially for its time and the the dc movies that were coming out around that era right around then was like the 2009 wonder woman with carrie russell and that one's a pretty good one too um yeah isn't that weird she played wonder woman but uh yeah it's weird but the whole jason todd red red hood arc him and the outlaws like that's another thing they could have done like i feel like a red hood and the outlaws movie almost would have been you could have done it in a very similar way to this, and it would have been a much better movie than what what they executed with Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey. I think focusing too much... They focused a little too much on Harley Quinn. They should have focused a little more on the Birds of Prey. I would have cut the top out of it altogether. I think they could have done this movie a lot better with a, a little more focus and a little bit more aiming down the barrel of this, yeah. and, and it could have been a great movie. I mean, because the only the only person that Black Mask really has a relationship with is Black Canary mm-hmm. and kind of sort of Harley Quinn, but that's yeah. only because she like she's like a rival is to mean him, to him. Like she's just she's just trolling Harley him. Quinn and trolling people. Yeah, but like he doesn't really have a personal relationship other with her, other than he's annoyed by her, which yep. I don't think is a very strong relationship enough to build a movie on. Yeah, he does have a relationship with Black Canary, who he yes. kind of uses and stuff, and that's kind of one idea that you can kind of latch onto. But it's not really there. Yeah. I think the, if you take the, chunks of this the, movie, right? But you've got these so many other characters. You've got Huntress, and you've got uh, Renee Montoya, and you've got Cassandra Cain. Yep. Those three do not relate to Black Mask whatsoever. You look at something yeah. like Avengers. Loki has Loki, the main villain of that movie, has a personal uh, interaction with every single one of those people while he's while he's before he kind of breaks out and goes on his main uh, goes into the third act. Huntress he, is related he, he, to he, Black Mask or has a relation with him, with her family and what happened with them. Yeah, that's so contrived and complicated though. Like it's like it, and it's not really revealed until later. And yeah. what I don't, I, I couldn't right. even tell you what her family has to do with Black Mask. Is is it, are they just connected by the diamond and that's it? Really, right? I could tell you, but then it kind of spoils things. Okay, I don't. I'll I don't, tell you I don't afterwards. Remember. So it's like there it's, is it's, a it's connection. A, just trust again, me on that. Again, it's the diamond. That's that's the diamond is like it's just it's yeah. so messy and it's so like it's just. None of it, none of it flows. None of it br- comes together towards a cohesive whole. It just all is a big jumble of of nonsense to me. And like, and all of it, I, I just don't understand what this movie is trying to do or say with its story, other than hop from set piece to set piece, trying to yeah. do some cool action stuff and candy so, action. So here's here's yeah. what I think. I think this movie, if you take it 
in ch- chunks, specific chunks. And if somebody just decided to take like some editing watch equipment it on and, YouTube, well, if they, yeah, if you watch certain chunks on YouTube or, but if somebody edited this and took just specific parts, cut other parts out, I think this could be a really solid movie and some fan edits that are like 30 minutes long could be really good. I feel like there's actually a lot of potential with that. And if somebody does it, I would love to see it. Yeah, but the movie's already only 109 minutes long. Yeah, it's, it's not already long... kind of short. It, it, <laughs> and which is kind of funny because the movie feels. Long. long the movie feels very, very long, long because like, there's so like and it's, just, and it's a yeah. short movie which is, which just means it's that if this good. was like trying to be two hours you'd be like oh my gosh this thing's dragging and there were parts i i would cut this if i was editing it i would cut parts out just like left and right i don't even know how i would edit this oh i i have like, I, I feel I, like i feel yeah. like it's flawed so much on the script level i feel like the directing yeah. is competent enough that it tries to elevate that yeah. to a certain point where it tries to do things with it as like like i said with the action yeah. and with the aesthetic of the title cards and stuff which mm-hmm. i don't like personally but i can understand why someone would do that to try and elevate the script to be something interesting yes the issues the was the writing, was, but I don't the, think the acting was an issue. Yeah, so if we're talking, yeah, acting is the next category, actually, so let's just so do that. what was your score for the last category? Two. I'm going to stay with a two. I wasn't right. convinced. Sorry. That's okay. Um, I'm not fighting you. Like, no, I'm yeah, indi- no, I'm, no, you can hear right. I'm indifferent no, yeah, about this movie right, for the for most sure. part. I can see its flaws. Yeah. Um, acting, scores, what do I, you got? I think the acting was fake was totally great. Like I, I enjoyed the acting. I think everybody except maybe the cop who was just felt like a background like NCIS character. I mean, that's to me. they, that's 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 how they wrote her. That's what they say she is. But I mean, that's a that's every, they say that joke. She's she's a basic eighties cop, not yeah. NCIS, whatever. Yeah, but but I think Huntress, Black Canary, Black Mask, Harley Quinn doing Harley Quinn things from the last movie, totally fine. I think acting probably a nine for me. I, I don't think, I, yeah, I think it's a um, nine. Okay, so I, I had no issues with the acting. Here's Actually, where it's going to be tough. I'm sorry, eight. Because you know what? The girl who swallows a diamond, not really impressed with her performance. And, oh, I liked her, actually. And Because they try to make her... See, this is the another, cop this was is a little campy, thread. too. So and the, another thread in the movie is the relationship of her, between her and Harley Quinn. It's just another thread that's thrown in there yeah, that weird. doesn't really relate to anything doesn't else. Like, to there's so many yep. different things this movie tries to do, and none of them really fit together. And it's just so frustrating to me. But acting is difficult mm-hmm. because I feel like the performances here are fine, but the characters are terrible. Like yeah, you look at something it's a, like it's an issue of writing. You look at something like, I feel like this movie's kind of trying to be a quirky character action piece, kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't work if your characters are all cardboard cutouts that I do not care at all about. Um, And so the performances of those characters are fine. I think Harley Quinn fits this role very, uh, not Harley Quinn, uh, Margot Robbie fits this role of Harley Quinn very well. Mm -hmm. Um, And she... Um, she, I think she was a producer on this movie, and I think she's. It, you can see her passion for the project in a lot of ways. Yeah, she's having fun, um, and she's yeah, she's definitely having fun. It's just, and I can like Ian McGregor is a great he's perfect example great. of this because he's he's doing a, he's doing a good performance. It just it doesn't. I don't see the perp the point of it. Um, I, I thought he was the best part. He he steals the show. I think if I ranked who was the best characters down like down the list based on acting Ewan McGregor's number one Black Canary number two Huntress three Mar- uh, uh, Harley Quinn four and then it just then it starts getting into the lame ones but I, I really really like the Black Mask and yeah Black we haven't even talked part. about Victor Zaz who is also just kind of thrown in there yeah he's uh he's kind of like the main hitman the main bad guy for 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 Black Mask. Yeah, because I've I've seen Victor Zaz in like the Batman video games and stuff. Yeah, he's, so I he's kind a of Batman am aware of her yeah. of his, of his character, but like he did not seem what I remembered him as. Yeah, they did a lot of like he seemed to be like quirky in this movie, and he seemed before like super serious, which is another weird thing. Like mm-hmm. I, yeah, <sighs> it's odd. That was another character I didn't. I mean, I just but, don't understand the point of any of this. So yeah, it it was. I think um, an eight. I think a six, maybe it, maybe a five. I don't know. I I don't want to be st- in harsh on the movie for no reason, just to be harsh for the sake of being harsh. I think six. I think six is fair if you're feeling that. But I think the I don't think the movie suffered because of the actors. I don't think that. Sure, at all. that's there. You go. That's a yes. That's a good thing, way to think about it. Th- six is fine. Yeah. Right. Um, look and feel is our next category. I like that. I thought it definitely had some cool aesthetics. 
I one issue I did have with it was that it didn't seem to go to many other places. Like it was always just like one place. Like it looked like every street was the exact same street as the last scene. It always was this one, like one block radius of Gotham's factory district. It. I mean, I swear to God, I feel like you know Harley Quinn's getting froyo over here, and Ace Chemicals is two blocks down, and Black Mask is like the next block over in his supposedly very nice place. But you looked around, and it's like in the boonies. I'm like, what is what is this? Like, where are like it just didn't work yeah. visually, like just set wise. When they were inside a building, there's variety. Whenever they're inside a building, it's different and it's cool. But whenever there's a lot of alley scenes. There is a lot of scenes that take place in alleys, and there's a lot of people who are talking on the road and like whatever else is happening. And every single time I felt like they were in the same like one mile radius. Yeah. So that was an issue. But visually, when it came to action or the sets inside buildings or anything like that, I thought it was really cool. So I'm kind of torn between liking certain parts of this aesthetically and disliking it. I mean, I think I don't know where this was shot. Um, but it, you think of could be of, Milwaukee for all I right. That's what know. I'm saying. Like you look at Dark Knight, it doesn't look like Gotham. Like, I don't get Knight, a Gotham vibe. Dark Knight, it's it's Gotham, mm-hmm. but it's also I mean it's also Chicago, but it's like it's Chicago as Gotham if that makes sense. So in a in a way, it's very distinctly Chicago, and you can tell it's Chicago. But at the same time, that gives it an aesthetic that elevates it above stuff. Even though you're aware it's Chicago, it still feels more like Gotham than it does yeah. anything else, which I think is oh, is a weird magic trick that, that no one pulls off. But even if you look at Dark Knight Rises, which was shot in pr- primarily in Pittsburgh, I don't yep. think I don't think it's as it wasn't as, that bad. It's not as good as as Dark Knight uh, as Gotham shot as Chicago, but I think it still is. It's Believable. still a city that he shoots it in, and he shoots it with this with these huge IMAX cameras, and it looks great. And you can tell mm-hmm. that this is that he that Nolan has a vision for what Gotham yeah. City is, and you and, can tell that in his production design and in the way he shoots it. Yes, here it's very bland. I yeah. If, if you, you would have said this no was in character like, to the city at all, I felt like you could have said for any DC fan, you might not know where Central City is in DC or who's. Tied to that. I mean, I'm I aware like the, of the the, the name. The, yeah, that's Flash's Flash, hometown. Yeah, Flash, it, right, it yeah. essentially is the DC equivalent of St. Louis. That's what okay. it's supposed to be, Central City. But um, I feel like you could have said this was Central City or just like the crummy industrial part of Metropolis. I would have believed it. Like there was nothing in this that made me think this was Gotham. The, I mean, heck, Suicide what, Squad. Was it shot? Was it Gotham? I yes, don't it was know. Gotham. Okay. It was Gotham. I didn't but know. in Suicide Squad, when they're uh. When you see Deadshot get taken down and when Harley Quinn and and, and uh, Joker are driving away, I think th- they might be in a Lycan hypersport, whatever, in the pink one that they got that's like pink chrome. When yeah, they're driving Batman, away in that. And then Batman comes Even in. those scenes look more like Gotham than yeah, anything in I, this. I agree with that. This just looks like, you know, you went to any downtown in any city anywhere, you found a few alleys, and that's where you shot it. I mean, some cool things about it, like... I loved the aesthetic of the cars in this because guess what? You know, Black Canary's driving a Jaguar uh, XJS from like the 90s, like a 1990. That car is 10 grand, but it's a cool car with a yeah. V12 in it. You know, it's an awesome sports car. You know, you get these uh, awesome, awesome uh, vehicles around it. and um, But Does, it's just a sorry. bummer. That- Do you think that this movie, the setting feels dirty? Like I feel like it feels very dirty. Like everything yeah. about it is unless you're in a building, dirty. it's it's not clean. It just at looks all. like tr- like it feels like they're trying. Like because like you look at the 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 egg. I feel like egg egg sandwich scene. Yeah, like it feels like they're trying to communicate Gotham as this like literal literal trash town, which yeah. is I mean it's crime rich, but it's I'm not fine because if that's that, what they're trying to go yeah. for. But at the same time, it tries to in to inject it with this like candy pop aesthetic which those two things yeah. I don't know if they're trying to it's, intentionally it's, it's, clash that with each other I got a it term seems for like it. that might be what they're doing I got a term for this all right it's like when you find like a sucker underneath an arcade game yes, and it's, it's a like, sucker with dirt with dust yes yeah, that's exactly that's, that's what, what it is. this whole thing is aesthetically but you know it's funny this looks dirtier than Gotham does in Joker where there is literally a trash or a garbage strike going on yeah and there are the, the, trash yes. bags at least all the people in that had the decency to sweep up the street and put the trash bags on the curb well, you know like, yeah I mean and, and you look there's another point you look at Joker a movie I've 
uh, infamously disliked. Yes. <laughs> Um, but Joker, at least, uh, the, I can say it has good pacing, right? And it looks like it, Gotham. Well, I, I would say it that. has. It has. It yes. It, it you can tell it's Gotham first of all. Mm-hmm. Second of all, it has consistent pacing that makes sense. It builds to it. I disagree with the way it does it, but it builds <laughs> to a to a climax. To a climax yep. And and has some sense of conclusion. Like it it makes sense. This movie is all over the place. Yes. Yeah, it it wasn't executed super well. Like it doesn't have like it's like it feels like I'm being jerked around like so so throughout the entire thing and it's like I couldn't I couldn't ever start to jive with what the movie's trying to do. So look and feel. Yeah. I would give it a 6. <laughs> okay. Because when it's inside a building it's good and there are certain times it's outside that it's good, but those scenes where it's outside and it's good, it's barely there. Like yeah. it spends very little time in those nice outdoor scenes, but every time it's outdoor and like there's dialogue, forget it. Like it doesn't look good aesthetically to the eye. Yeah. And um, I think I'm probably also going to say six there. Um, again, the action is probably a part of this look and feel thing. And that, and the action is aesthetically pleasing. Um, I don't, um, apart from it, if you strip it apart from its story purposes, it does, it does work as an action scene as far as filming and editing yes. goes. Soundtrack wise, good. I thought. I think. I think for and... the most part, it's decent. There's one choice that was really odd to me. It's a. It's a cover of "Hit Me with Your Best Shot" mm. towards the end, and I was like, "This is not. This is the probably." Yeah. The, I was like, I, this, "It didn't take no, me out of stop. it. It wasn't. It took. It, it didn't take me out of it. It did completely take me out of it. I'm like, stop. No, cut it off. This is not working. It, it didn't. And it was like, didn't and it goes that hard. on for like two minutes, and it's like the whole time it just was grating on me. And that's the kind of thing I was talking about before with the with the action scene with Margot Robbie walking in and with with nothing with no gun and except yeah. for the, like explode. It's She's, it clicks as soon as it clicks as something that's not working. It's gonna not. It's gonna grate on you for the rest of the sequence. And that happened mm-hmm. with that song also. And it's just the kind. It's the kind of thing that kept happening. It jerks you around. Things click out of place and or not cl- what? Yeah. And it's come like, out of place. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just the whole movie felt like that to me. And it's so, yeah, I just did so not six. enjoy this at all. Six. And okay. this leads into the effect, right? This is a perfect description of my effect. I, I just didn't enjoy this. This was not an enjoyable experience to me at all. I didn't really right. find anything to get out of it. The action scenes were fine. I did kind of enjoy that. I, I, I lo- always love to see good, well-choreographed action. Yep. However, it makes zero sense with the story. There's no purpose to it all other than I'm not really sure what because the characters, if you don't care about the characters, the action's not going to fall into place yep. either. Um, so so uh, I just want to know real fast, is this yeah. better or worse than Joker? Worse. Okay. I, I, I wanted I, to know I, that yeah. from you. Um, okay. Uh, effect, it's going to be the same as first impression. I gave Joker like a four or five overall, and I gave this yeah. a three. Okay. Or um, four. Yeah, it was something like that. Uh, I think Joker ended with us with a 69 out of 100. Yeah, Joker has a 16. Yes, a 69. I remembered that. But um, this one, yeah, it's got a seven overall for me. Like Perfect. I thought, it, Yeah, I thought it was a good movie. I had fun with it. I enjoyed sitting in the theater, and I would watch it again because... For some of its shortcomings, sure, but I still overall had a good experience with it. I, I know I've been kind of agreeing with you because you're bringing up a lot of good points, but overall, I had a good time with this movie, and I think what they do right overpowers what they do wrong, but not by much. It is a pretty tight tug of war, and it did it did it just enough right for me to not like dismiss this movie for the rest of time. Yeah, I'm, I'm about there. This is like really close to a one for me i i mean i'll give it a two because i like the action yeah um but other than that i there's nothing for me here <laughs> okay <laughs> all right i mean i'm not gonna i don't i i don't feel as passionately about this one as i did with joker that's for sure like when i was hearing you dis dislike joker i felt really bad because i thought it was an amazing movie and i thought you would like it just because of how artsy and and really well executed it seemed to be by todd phillips but who directed this who directed uh um, her name is uh, Suicide Squad was directed I'm by I'm not Suicide Squad sorry uh, Birds of Prey Kathy Yan is her name Kathy Yan hmm. um, alright well has she done anything else major I mean not that I've heard of she okay. has this movie called Dead Pigs apparently hmm. um, alright which I have not heard of yeah I haven't heard of that either um, called it Bacon <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> yeah like a documentary on Kevin Bacon <laughs> No, but, uh, all right. So what is our total then? Our total is 53 out of 100, which puts us 
right it's, below Princess Bride. <laughs> I love that. I, I love that. that. I wish I, you know what? I wish I could have bumped something up by two points. Just so it would be one above <laughs> Princess <Stop>. Bride. <laughs> Princess Bride has a fifty-four. Birds of Prey, fifty-three. 53. All right, what do we got below that? And the only one below Birds of Prey right now is Midway, which right. got a forty-seven. Oof. As, is that our lowest ever? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. This, well, so it, was, it Prey, was a bad movie. So I mean, Birds of Prey is our second lowest. I mean, though, if you shared any sort of the feelings I did about Princess Bride, that'd be like in the 30s right now. <laughs> I mean, like, even just a little bit of my dismay for that movie, that would be, like, way I, low. I do not agree with you in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> that was, like... On Princess Bride. <laughs> I'm just still laugh about that. I can't believe you made me watch that movie. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I, those are two hours I'm never getting back. You talk about a movie that feels long. I felt like I was watching that thing for five hours. Oh, it was just every step I felt like was in slow motion. <laughs> oh, boy. But, hey, now whenever whenever somebody references that movie, I get it, you know. Whenever I watch... Whenever I... <laughs> whenever I watch the uh, terrible Marcus uh, intro... With that, when everybody's like, I am Marcus, I am, you know, whatever. And then they start doing like weird, like one liners. My name is Inigo Montoya. Yeah, when that guy killed my father. (laughs) Prepare to die. Yeah, when I watch that guy do that, I'm like, oh, I cringe even more. (laughs) Just because it gives me PTSD. Well, I mean, for me, it's such a great line. And then then they throw it into a Marcus promo, and it's just kind of like, that's, this is, ruins it. Cringe. I mean, I'll give, uh, I'll give Andre the Giant credit. He did good. He was like the Ewan McGregor of this movie, you know. You can tell he's trying and he does a good job with his performance. Everybody else around him, eh. But <laughs> just, yeah, I, I just thought it was really poorly executed, that movie. Way, way worse, way more poorly executed than this. I'd watch this a million times over. We'll never survive. <laughs> Nonsense. You're only saying that because no one ever has. Yeah, eh. I don't know. There's so much. I want to like sit down with you. I want to sit down with you, watch that whole movie, and I'll pause it and I'll explain why no, I stop. dislike that. I will never I'll... ever. No. No. You no. don't want me to like break it down. No, give I it don't. the old. Give it the old. Like, here's why. Like, what do you think at this point? Like, you really like this moment? Like, I play it back five I like seconds. Every and then, like, I like uh, every single second. Because weren't you like every I'll... single second of Princess Bride is the greatest thing ever created by any human in the history of the world? Yikes. <laughs> Don't make such a bold statement, dude. That is not like. Would you really bet on that? Come on, man. I'm slightly exaggerating, but Princess Bride is at my number fifteen spot of all time. <sighs> wow, it's the greatest. All right, so what, I love it so, so much. Just give me give me the list minus that movie, so I can see what the real uh, the list <laughs> top minus movie. Princess yeah. Bride. Yeah, I would love to see like your list, and you exclude that, so everything below that gets bumped up one. Gets bumped up. Okay, then Raiders <laughs> of the Lost Ark would be at fifteen, then because right now it's at sixteen. Oh my gosh, you think. Raiders is worse than Princess Bride. Come I don't think on. it's worse. I think they're both equally awesome and incredibly almost perfect. <sighs> oh yikes, man! All right, well, that's the problem with with top ten lists is that the end or top one hundred list, whatever. It's like you get you get one at sixteen and one at fifteen. It's like I don't really think it's worse. It's just that I just kind of like this one a little bit better. I, I don't know. <laughs> that inherently feels like it. It it does. Say that one is a little it bit doesn't, worse. Than it the almost other. inherently says that, but it's worse. It's, is just a strong yeah, adjective. You yeah, know? it's but. worse is it too, is too strong to describe it. But all right, that was our review of Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Our final score was a fifty-three out of one hundred. And you're listening to ninety point three WRST FM Oshkosh.